This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Oh, God. Here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 6.51 already. Good Lord. Teaching kids the proper way is hard work and takes up a lot of time. Somebody said that his grandma changed his life. Uh, he emailed me and he said, my grandma changed my life uh, with a simple sentence, two simple sentences. He and his friend were going to, they couldn't wait to go to the carnival. They were, uh, you know, rural folk. Carnival was in town. Grandma drove him 45 minutes to the carnival, turns and hands him money and said, ah, I got to warn you kids, it's the carny people. They will rape you. Every one of them wants to. <laughs> They're horrible people. Everyone in here is bad. Enjoy your day. Gives them the money and off they go. They say, we were shoulder to shoulder, didn't play one game, scared to death because we realized you look around, you're like, oh my God, they are horrifying. <laughs> Never trust a carny. That should be, instead of like live, laugh, love, that should be something they sell at Marshall's for, uh, you know, people little to put wooden in their, signs. Little wooden signs if you got kids. Never trust a carny. And like, you know. And then they found each other and there was love. Your and, priest is yeah, not your friend? Your priest shouldn't touch you, ever. Cookies aren't free. They mean rape. Cookies is equals rape. Should be one of those decorative signs in a kitchen. Dance like no one's watching. Someone's always watching. Beware. And also live, cookies live, rape. Yeah. Live, leave, carny. <laughs> Never touch a carny. Never. Ever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Cookies mean rape. That's a great thing to teach your kid. Free cookies means rape. Now, after all these great lessons shouldn't we put a song together for him for kids I, to sing and remember yeah no a good swift whack in the back of the head and reminder every time they leave they, i don't talk to anybody the word strange is in stranger for a reason 
like a schoolhouse rock. I'm yeah. just the Bill. Rock, yeah. Fat Albert and the boys would <laughs> the always sing. The old hepatitis song yeah. that they used to have. Remember that one? Oh, my God. That was the one of a... Uh, wash your hands that's after the going one I was to gonna the say, bathroom. I was going to say, take, wash your, I want to say wash your clothes for some reason. Wash your hands after going to... That was right in the wheelhouse of like, what oh. is... That was too old for that, and they were making us know that. Oh, I know. Good stuff, though. Yeah. My hero, zero... He tried to rape me once, zero. This guy said, I heard Brady in the middle of that whole talk bring up that goddamn movie his brother was in again. Stop saying that. He wasn't in it. It's 1988. They filmed an Elvis concert scene in Tupelo, Mississippi for the film Heart of Dixie. They put out a radio call for anyone who came dressed in 50s attire to be in the crowd. All my buddies and I put on white t-shirts, slicked our hair back, rolled a pack of smokes in the sleeve, and headed on down. When the movie came out, my family and I and everybody I knew watched it over and over and over to see where it was on the screen. The fact that Brady says his brother was in a movie and no one in the family ever watched it leads me to believe the whole family was probably too busy 69-ish. Oh, <laughs> All right. Bogan 69. No time for the VCR. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Uh, and then you got this. And this uptight world. I'm so fed up with the uptight world and everybody... Uh, incapable of having a little sideways uh, thing happen to them and they have to lose their minds. The lead singer, Greta Van Fleet. And I don't even like Greta Van Fleet. They're okay. I find them more annoying that they won't just say that they want to be the new Led Zeppelin. They deny trying to sound like Led Zeppelin. It makes me listen to them differently. It makes me say, how are you saying you're not Led Zeppelin when everything you do is an exact replica of a Led Zeppelin song? You write good songs. Just not us. Just say the same way Airborne. Never heard of them. Not Air, us, bro. Airborne. Is it Airborne and yeah. Wolfmother? Both say, you're damn right we want to sound like ACDC. It's the most successful band that's ever come out of the country we love. I think Airborne's also Australian. Yeah. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. there are idols. They we, sound just like We want too. to sound like yeah. them. We're writing songs ACDC isn't writing as ACDC. They're, they're proud of it. Greta Van Fleet, there's nothing wrong with saying Led Zeppelin is like the biggest influence of all time for us. We can't get enough, and we are... We want to write songs that sound like them. And they do. But then yeah. they go, oh, I don't even know what anybody's hearing. So Greta Van Fleet kind of bothers me. But on this, in this particular story, I'm for them. Uh, the front man for Greta Van Fleet is Josh Kizka. And he uh, went to Instagram, and guess what he had to do? He was apologizing. He apologized because he wore Native American clothing. And then a, a group of uh, – a faction of fans created a hashtag calling on the singer to address the array of patterns of alleged cultural appropriation. Followers of the band got the singer's attention by adding hashtag SpeakUpGVF in a flurry of social media posts that the rocker would address. Uh, later, he said, I see you. This is his thing. To our indigenous fans, he writes. Right away, separating all fans into categories of race. That's okay, because he's going to apologize. I see you, he says. I've taken the time to listen and gather my thoughts. My appreciation for the indigenous culture is bigger than myself. I recognize the harm and ignorance kind of on marginalized communities, something I'd never want to perpetuate. Hate, disrespect, and prejudice of any kind are not welcome in this community. Now, basically what he said was, you're right. When I wore that, it meant I hate you, and I had it in my heart to hate you. As I've come to, uh, into adulthood, I've been able to grow and learn, and the growth has not stopped and will not stop. The Chippewa tribe is particularly profound in my life. <laughs> Having been exposed to their ceremonies and customs during my early years growing up in Michigan, I have made charitable donations 
to the First Nation Development Institute to help keep indigenous traditions like theirs alive and well. Should you want to support with me, please visit Peace, Love, Unity, Equality, Always Josh. Well, they're like, ah, I don't buy it. Your apology stinks. Hate and disrespect. That's all it is. I don't don't like it. (laughs) And they fired back. Frontman Greta Van Fleet posted multiple photos of himself and then tried to apologize. Can you believe it? I don't buy it. And so now they're debating whether or not they can open up for Metallica anymore. (sighs) I know. Can't everybody just sit back and go, all right, kid, don't do it again. Whatever happened to that? We don't like it. We told you so. You said you're sorry. Now prove you're sorry by your actions now. And they're like, I don't think I like this apology whatsoever. The fans were not satisfied with the singer's apology. One on Twitter alleging the singer of penning empty words. Well, that's his whole career. Every song he has yeah, is empty exactly. words. The, all, of, all of their songs are empty inside. They're, I appreciate this whole movement of Speak Up Greta Van Fleet. And the fans are amazing, but I'm failing to see where Josh actually takes accountability or says I'm sorry. Monetary donations don't mean anything when your words are empty. Just shut up, then. Just don't don't support the yeah, band. Right. If that's your opinion, there don't buy is. another CD. Don't there buy another concert ticket. One that's of my a favorites. Way to protest. Right. One of my favorites is a girl named Erica. Erica number ninety nine, and her uh, her Instagram or Twitter or whatever that's her Twitter page has the words "hate, disrespect, and prejudice of any kind are not welcome in the community." And then you scroll down just a little bit, and one of her friends flips off everybody, and she thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. Josh's middle finger face is everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> is it like bashing him? Or what are you doing? Josh needs to apologize. I guess. <laughs> I don't understand. I Use the platform. I hate everybody, too, because you have uh, the outlet rather than, look, the dude apologized. If he does it again, uh-oh. But he put on some Indian clothes. Posted it again, social media. Never understand why you do that. And if you're in Indian clothes and you're white and you take a picture of yourself, you deserve to get a little kick in the ass. Because it's an uptight world that can't have that anymore. I don't know how we appreciate culture that isn't ours without being accused of hating it. That's the weird thing. You don't thing. call it culture. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I don't get, like, if I wanted to say, I, I like, isn't Dances with Wolves like the worst thing in the world then now? Because that's the ultimate cultural oh, God, appropriation. Yeah. It's Whitey he used to fight against him, and then he started to grow his hair and dress like him and stuff. Turncoat. And he turns into a hero. Isn't he the most, like, he used the Indians more than anybody ever? Like, isn't that the, now that movie has a totally different meaning. Kevin Costner's so all dressed up as like an Indian. That. Yeah. But they hired Indians to play Indians in that right. one in there. I don't think any Indians are actually mad. It's just everybody that wants to be socially. They're all over Tucker Carlson now, and I think it's funny because he's got a show where he's basically saying that uh, men are disappearing. And it is something funny. about their balls Look, or if you like watch that. it, it's very funny because Tucker is, Tucker's a little oblivious occasionally of like what he's trying to get across. And I kind of think he's right. I think the uh, – like because they're, they're basically saying Tucker Carlson's show about men being men is – dangerous it's going to bring back masculinity and right there in that oh, sentence no. i know that and, <laughs> and, and that was the quote the lady had or the man oh had God. basically saying tucker's saying that men are dying and but tucker's intro to the show is just dudes wrestling and it's really homoerotic stuff it's so gay <laughs> it's like here's what men used to do when they were men it's like ah playing grab ass and rolling around together with their panties on and <laughs> And you just start laughing, like, all right, Tucker, I get what you're saying, but let's kill the intro here. Like Brady's house in the 70s? 
Yeah. On the shoulders, yeah. pool exactly. fights. Yeah, pool chicken fights. fights. Yeah. Kissing. What, the, what, what was that? That was a quick cut. Why are those two dudes kissing? It was mad or mad. But he's got a show where everybody's like, bringing back masculinity, this is dangerous. And he's basically saying, it's like, you know, you're destroying, like, it's hard to be a boy now because you're trapped between, should I be chivalrous or is that mean? Uh, if I open a door for a lady, I run the risk of getting screamed at that she can't do it. But at the same time, if I don't do it, there's somebody that's going to just, you know, it's no wonder there's so many gay people now. It's too hard. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. You got the commercial with Medusa and a guy just simply winks at her friend and they kill him? Yeah, I mean, that's there's a message being sent out there that's like, don't be a guy. Stop it. Yeah, wink at us. How dare you? We dressed up and we got attractive and went to a bar to have you look at us? Gross. Kill that man, Medusa, and she does it. Like so, the message being sent is very strange. But Tucker Carlson's show is. What about the peer pressure Medusa's under in that? To kill for her friends, yeah. yeah. Well, Medusa's probably not too keen on dudes hanging around because she can't really be with one without blindfolding herself and all that. But yeah, Tucker Carlson's Ooh, thing is pretty darn. Oh yeah, I'd love to blindfold Medusa and give yeah, her what for. Absolutely, I take my risks. <laughs> That's like sex with Magic Johnson. There's there's risk involved. <laughs> <laughs> like you might Forbidden. end up. That's bad news, man. <laughs> Something horrible might happen to you. You might also have the time of your life. But yeah, everybody's all up in arms about everything. And you, like Brett said, don't go to Greta Van Fleet anymore. Yeah, don't support. Uh, don't watch Tucker Carlson's show about dudes trying to be masculine again. If you're so worried about men being masculine again, uh, I guess you should Easy just solution. stop hanging out with guys yep. altogether. Just avoid us. We can't have men being masculine. What? What in the world? But the, the intro to Tucker's show is pretty funny because it is just it – is, it is a little gay in a funny <laughs> way. It's like, men, they're wrestling and <laughs> just laughing. I mean, it's great. But Greta Van Fleet, who I've never liked in the first place, I'm on your side. You're okay. Never thought I'd hear that from uh, you. Well, when, you just got to pick the side that's more logical. Is wearing Indian clothes automatically mean that guy hates everything about Indians? No. No. Does it mean he was a little insensitive? Uh, to certain people, sure. Does he owe the mob an apology? No. He owes individuals who are offended that have the courage to, you know, as an individual, go to him and say, I didn't like that you did that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. But when the mob says apologize, and you do, the mob is never right. So do you think that, though, like he, he owes those guys an audience to, to discuss things? Or is that what we have to do every no. time now you, somebody's you owe, offending? You, you, you owe, owe no an groups audience? of people a thing. You you have never, ever, ever once offended a group in a homogenous way. There's never yeah, like once as a whole. As a whole. They're all offended differently or not offended at all. So when the mob shows up and screams, apology, it's you're No. I'll apologize to an individual. I will not apologize to a mob. A mob is never right. They're irrational. They don't have rationality. As proof of when he did apologize, they, they kept on him. They weren't after any solution. A mob mentality is after chaos. 
And when the mob screams, the best thing to do is just go, I didn't do anything wrong. And let them just shout out into the vapor. You can't win with an apology or just ignore it and say, yeah. I, and a mob starts with two people. Well, a mob can start with two people. Twitter mob will get going. But it's never, it's never a good idea to say, you need to apologize to this entire group. Like, no, I don't. Because I didn't. That is not. And now you're making me guilty of attacking an entire group, which I did not do. Maybe this year will be different for uh, like Cinco de Mayo for people if they put on the uh, sombrero given oh, out by a that. beer company. Or, yeah. You know what, you know, though? The- Mexicans are cool. I know. They like it when we wear sombreros because oh, yeah. we look silly. They know sombreros are dopey looking and they're like, look at these idiots. Like we wear them. Like you've ne- I've never seen a Mexican in a sombrero for real. No, I see him selling them. I see him on old Dude, TV Whitey. shows. I yeah. see, yeah, I see Whitey buying them. Yep. I've never once seen a Mexican wandering around in a sombrero. Uh, you know how hard I would laugh at that? I'd have to pull over. I, like if, my, if a yard crew had loads of sombreros on. Get a picture of them. I, I literally would. I would hire them. I would probably <laughs> my pants right there on the spot because that would be brown noise to me. That's the funniest thing you could ever see. If there's eight guys mow and we dress them up. Brown noise? Brown noise. It would be that <laughs> noise and makes you go, I just, I just, <laughs> my pants. What was that noise? That would be the funniest thing. I'd take pictures. I'd send it to you guys. I'm like, look at this yard crew. They make them wear sombreros. We all know sombreros are funny. Headdresses, too. I've never seen a Native American wander around in a headdress. It's for their spiritual and ritualistic. Uh, it's very meaningful to them to have them on. So it is offensive to just you know, cavalierly just toss them on, on and be whitey. That, but, they, but here's the other thing. They sell them to us. And gift shops. Like gift crazy. shops sell headdresses. Who are you selling that to? I was just going to say, if it's based upon sales and that spiked sales right. to Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, good for the community. Might not have been. <laughs> Look, I guarantee if the Navajo Nation up there, which is known, and this isn't a shot, it's the poorest Indian community and the, and the most populous, and it's right there in our state, north northeast Arizona. Uh, if they had like, if they had the knowledge that Whitey would buy headdresses at 100 bucks a pop every time they drove through, They'd sell them to us and have no problem with the appropriation because they need stuff. There's houses up there that haven't had electricity ever, still to this day. So I don't. Th- I think when it boils down to it, if Whitey's wearing a headdress, you're like, I don't like that you're wearing it, but I'll sell it to you. The sales of Dreamcatchers and Coco Pellies. Yeah, exactly. I've, 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 you know how many yeah. teenage or college girls you see driving around in their Civics with dream a Dreamcatcher on the rearview mirror? I'm like, you're not supposed to be sleeping. You're driving. Why do you have a Dreamcatcher on your window? Just in case. I might doze off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. But also a deal breaker. A white girl with a Dreamcatcher is a deal breaker. Because that, to me, is IQ 40. She's got a mood ring, a set of rocks. <laughs> right. She's into – she's got more hope than knowledge. <laughs> she, hey, she's, isn't that a positive? She, no, she's – no, because she's going to walk into the traffic. She's got she hopes too she much okay. invisible protection and not enough reality. <laughs> yeah, she's got too many things she's relying on to have magic in her life because she's too stupid to know how to get from day to day without help from dream catchers and magic rocks and chakra stones and <laughs> – so you got to figure out a little bit of life reality. Like, who put this dream? Catches my dreams, so bad dreams don't infiltrate my head. How stupid are you? <laughs> you think that that $9.99 thing that you bought at a truck stop? It says made in China on it, too. <laughs> yeah, stops bad dreams. <laughs> it's real. An Indian gave it to me. I don't think that there are any Indians named G. Isn't like like like, like kosher meats? It has to have, a, like, an authentic part of it. Yeah. 
Like well, it, I mean, has to be like a real native actually has to make it and sell it to you. Uh, a Dreamcatcher, yeah. 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 If I get a Dreamcatcher, that thing better be woven. Yeah, from, yeah. Not yeah. if you're buying it at Love's Truck Stop. <laughs> right. you know? I'm going the to elk sinew and all that Rip with the Griffins. rubber rubber tomahawk. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to get a quiet homosexual blowjob at Rip Griffin's. Go out and get a Dreamcatcher and hope this <laughs> never infiltrates my thoughts when I sleep again. I'm going to get that blowjob and leave like a man. I don't need a dream, but a girl with a dream cat, a white girl with a dream cat, Indian girl with a dream catcher, she's interesting. Suddenly she's interesting because well, she's, pro- she's probably authentic. Like that's probably a real one. Okay. I don't think she's buying it at Rip Griffin's. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a white girl, no way a white girl's like, I dated this Indian chief one. No, th- no you did not. <laughs> These are her, his moccasins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust any of that. I think it's a way to tell whether or not somebody is trustworthy or, or weird. White guy in a sombrero at work. Ah, he's up to terrible things. Or he's the he's he's the riskiest dude on the planet. I've never won. I don't even know when Mexicans wear sombreros. A drunk. That's it. It's like a yeah. it's like a dunce cap. I think more. It's when not, they're uh, the bands. They'll play. The, sure, you got that. Yeah. For like some sort of weird costume. But it's, it's, it's that for? different Brady, from a – That's for Whitey. Yeah, that's playing for Whitey. You're right. Yeah. And, and where are they usually when they're in that outfit? They're dancing for Whitey. <laughs> I don't see them at Quinceañeras. I see those guys with the big hoopy boots. I like those. I've never seen – Yeah, whenever they're walking around a restaurant and handing me chips and salsa, there's somebody in a sombrero with a gigantic guitar. And that's to appease Whitey's cultural needs to see and be in the authentic world of Mexico. I don't think that's real. They have a competition every year in, in Mexico. The, For mariachi bands? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. It's a it's tradition. Amazing. But, okay. They're decked out. You're talking about that down in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. When around here are you seeing that? You're not. So the history of the sombrero, it's all about the Mexican hat dance. Dance tells the story of a young man who gives up his most valuable valuable possession, his sombrero. He does so to win the affection of his own. Oh, it's what he song. loves. He gives up a hat for her. That's all it takes. That's that's what it's about. I mean, it's dancer on the hat. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dream catchers at least got, <laughs> oh, got some something sort of better story. Stupid didn't have any money, is what he's saying. <laughs> His most prized possession was a hat. That lady failed. She should have gotten a better dude. <laughs> I give you my hat. Oh. Thanks, Jose. Uh, you got a job, or uh, what, your best thing you've got is a hat? What's your credit score? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, when you search up sombrero, like four of the stories are cultural appropriation yeah, is real. It is. It is, but it's, look, you're selling them in Phoenix. And it's not just to Mexico. There are no sombrero stores. Like, Lids doesn't have a sombrero section <laughs> that just says Mexicans only. Did. Like, you don't walk through. I'm getting bread of white socks sombrero. <laughs> yeah, you don't walk through a door with a Mexican flag hanging in it to go back to the sombrero thing. You only sell these to Mexicans. Whitey buys the sombreros in, on Cinco de Mayo or down in. <laughs> the party in, store. And the party stores they have. And it's, come on. We're not, it doesn't mean we hate you. It means you're fun. We're having fun with you. It's crazy. And it's funny because culturally. Involves dancing, but I guess sometimes you know headdresses. Oh, that's and all, all that. Stuff well, the headdresses so. they've made very clear is a very personal religious thing, and yeah. Whitey has done that. So I'm all for them saying, "Hey, we don't like that," but don't sell headdresses then if they're that important. Make them, you know, don't have them for sale. Be mad at your own folk for having them readily available. If they're that important, spiritually and otherwise, they shouldn't be for sale. I right? had one as a kid. 
It's basically uh, the, the Temple of the Dog song, Wooden Jesus. How important is this to you when Korea's carving out, you know, a couple million of them and selling them? <laughs> Taiwan, Korea, where are they from? And how much does it cost? I mean, that doesn't mean anything. You've appropriated all that. But I like that appropriation is, uh, is it only applies to races. But, uh, but when a dude dresses as a woman, he's not appropriating femininity. He's, he's, he needs to be respected as like a transphobe. Like you're a transphobe if you, if you hate. Like isn't he doing the same thing? He's dressing up like something he isn't. Oh, but he is. I'm like, okay. And that's why, always, that's why always the right-wingers always go, what if I identify as a Mexican? Okay. <laughs> you're pushing it. But they're right. Just watch Tucker Carlson's show about men wrestling. That's a big thing. Let me get on that. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm surprised you haven't been on that. <laughs> have it's pretty good. And he's a little off, but sometimes Tucker nails it, and then sometimes like, all right, runs a little off the rails. <laughs> I kind of like him because he squeaks. He's a grown man who squeaks. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, we could all really be part of this, but. Really? Like, all right, let's watch this tape of men wrestling. Okay. What are we doing here? Masculine things. <laughs> Suck them in the nose. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, and then yesterday, I don't know if everybody else feels like um, there are too many people asleep at the wheel. But the fact that the entire Capitol building was evacuated yesterday because the Nationals decided to have the Golden Knights of the Army parachute down into their game and everybody took it as a threat in government is a massive failure in communication between the FAA and the government itself. The Nationals decided to have the Golden uh, Knights. We're going to parachute them in for the Nationals game. It's going to be great. Well, somebody in security recognized the plane that was headed towards National Stadium as a threat. And evacuated all the members of like, get out, everybody. We're under attack. Oh, God, they're jumping. It's a paramilitary team. It's ours. We ran the risk of running F-17s up there and blowing up. The, and now that would have been a show. Can you imagine being at the Nationals game? Oh, look at this. Get to, Jesus Christ, that F-18 just fired. <laughs> just shot that plane out of the sky. Oh, good thing that some of those guys jumped out. It would cause a mass panic. Nobody told Anyone in Washington, D.C.? Hey, the military knew, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> the Army was going to do a fun jump into <laughs> Nationals Park, and we might want to tell, I don't know. Express people. It's a need-to-know basis. That's right. The entire don't government. Need to know. That they yeah, just fly. Nobody, to do with you. Nobody's even going to notice a rogue plane with people jumping out of it the over the Capitol. Capital. Please, no biggie. Parachutes over the yeah. Capitol building. Doesn't it strike you as a little bit shaky that maybe... They're on high alert, and we don't know about it, about a plane coming in. Yeah. Because that's what I saw when they were like, oh, we evacuated the entire thing in that one plane that got through. Like, wait a second. That was, those were, that was our guys. That was our, our army was jumping in. You're, what are you guys scared of right now? What are you, what, why are you on high alert? Or, or did the guy that, that was – uh, Yeah. Well, it was beyond that. It was like somebody Or was it know. someone in the Capitol that up oh. – Discovered the memo was on his desk. He's like, well, I forgot to put that away. <laughs> that will have to come out I forgot out to tell later. somebody. I can't believe Sergeant Hulka didn't let anybody know what was going on. I mean. You might want to let some of the little pretties know. Yeah, they parachuted in the Nationals, a pregame demonstration, and then the U.S. Capitol Police sent congressional staffers fleeing from the Capitol building. Get out! That plane we've not told anyone about, it's here! Uh. And even in this article, it says that's kind of a communications failure between the military, FAA, and Capitol Police. All should know, hey, we're running a plane. We're going to jump some dudes out of it over for the Nationals game. 
And now it just lets you know that all you got to do if you're a terrorist group with some parachute training is go, we're going to do the uh, pregame for the Nationals. So don't worry, we'll fly a plane over. It's a rickety plane. We're going to re- reenact uh, the, uh, uh, the SEAL Team 6. We are the Bronze Knights. Yeah. <laughs> we are here. Don't worry about us. No threat. No sudden movement, please. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Kevin. <laughs> right, Kevin. That is my name. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, they said uh, that we're receiving aspects of the event. You're probably right. There's a memo or an email that got missed that said, by the way, we're going to launch the Golden Knights into the Nationals Park, so don't don't worry. And for God's sakes, never tell the general public about our horrifying fear of low-flying aircraft in the capital area. And then I think, There's oh, a is this another deal like now? Now this happened. This is the reason why we need to stop giving so much money to the military or whatever, whatever the – All I heard was – the Capitol is on high alert for low-flying planes again, which means something's out there that made them twitchy when one got through. And it wasn't still on 9-11. They wouldn't, they'd, be like, they'd have looked into it more if they weren't scared of something. Somebody's been threatening them again, and they're not telling us. Careful there, so, Alex but, Jones. But the other yeah, thing is, yeah. why do you bring them up then? <laughs> uh, Brett's right. It's these gay, you know, what do they call amphibious paramilitary? Frogmen. Frogmen. And what am I? Gay frogmen jumping from the sky. Going to eat your ass, capital. (laughs) What they don't tell you is when they're afraid of something, that means it's right around the corner. If they're that afraid of a plane, they're certainly going to be afraid of the next one that comes. They're going to shoot something out of the sky that might be you. You're going to get a plane full of gay frogs. They'll put it up over the capital. They're going to blame you. I'll barbecue your ass. Time to go to the woods. Yeah, it is Alex Jonesy. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Why are they so sketchy? What triggered that? But wouldn't it be the defense part, department that gets that and they they put the response out there and they would have the the no. jets? I mean, that's my point, right? That's my be? point. Is I know, that the but, US Capitol Police knows look out for planes. So there's been a memo that's but out. Who, and then who responds? They they Address the military. Military goes, oh, no, we, we have this going on. But that's the point I'm making is that they didn't address the military. They told because protocol would say tell, evacuate the Contact capital. Contact the military. Evacuate the capital. Yeah. First and foremost, get everybody safe. Let everybody know there's a lo- – and that was the thing. You don't contact the military. You contact your superior. And the, the U.S. police, the Capitol Police, are clearly on high alert for a plane, which means they've been told, hey, if you see any strange planes or anything gets through this. That's the one we're looking for. So there's something going on there. There's more than just this. This doesn't slip through the cracks. The Golden Knights parachuting into Nationals Park caused this. There's yeah. something we don't know. He's right. There's a bunch you don't know. Watch out for them gay frogs. They live in. You know what concrete's made of? It's made of fluoride. And that's what you have seeping through your feet. Makes you gay. Makes your teeth fall out. And makes you dumb. How many? How many people are going to question... 
that society is dumb. Have you seen how many dream catchers are hanging from people's rearview mirrors? You'd have to be stupid to think you need that. It's true. But yeah, the Nationals can't even have a fun pregame anymore. The Army shot a plane over and we almost lost the entire government. <laughs> no, 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 that was us. Ooh, geez, you guys are on high alert. It's Trump 727 and people are jumping out of it. Worried about They're it. attacking again. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson likes people wrestling. Manly. I got to oh. see that promo. Oh, you got to see. The simulation is just shattered. Shattered, I tell you. Anyway, if you see it, oh, we see it all the time. Papago launching those things. It makes you nervous every time because we're not in the know. And the chopper's just going right over. Yeah, just a few minutes yeah, ago. it just went over yeah. and we all just went, oh boy, what's coming? <laughs> that <laughs> seems close. They're on high alert. They're on high alert. Exactly. We're in Wolverine <laughs> territory. <laughs> and if I remember that morning we saw those dudes jumping out of the plane, yep. we almost lost our yep. mind. Like, what is going on? There's like parachute is flying out of the sky. Are we under attack? Yeah. Because we don't know. On the semiconductor but if that was happening, and then we got word said we've just evacuated the capital, we'd be like, "Yep, here it is." Yep, they know something hey, we we're don't. On the air. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, just beware of strangers and people falling from the sky. That's pretty common knowledge, I say. And anybody selling you a dream catcher, they're not real. I'm sorry to the Native Americans. I know that's cultural misappropriation, but dream catchers don't do anything. That's why you guys sell them as tchotchkes to Whitey. You know deep down. It's a toy. Am I wrong? <laughs> Not from where I'm sitting. Brett's nervous that the Indians are going to come get us. Oh, no, no. They know. You don't sell them in a novelty shop if it means something to you. That's all. John, I've got a Well, maybe question. that's their beef, being sold without them getting anything of it. Look. I'd be upset. Yeah. Well, sure, but if they're not selling them at Sears. They're not out at some store. They're at most well, of the time they're like, at like. Like you said, the truck stops and right. all these other stores shop. that carry them, and They're, then the, the real ones that are made by natives you can get you know, at, at their stores. They They're still not going to do anything for Whitey. Right. If they meant something. Look, do you, I, look, like the Indians, if Whitey tried to sell you something that said, here's this thing catches all your bad dreams, you'd be like, right. I'm not buying that from Indians. I'm not going to let them infiltrate my dream state. They hate white people, and <laughs> yeah. rightfully so. But the white college girls aren't that woke They're dumb. smart. That's why I say IQ 45. John, I've got an appropriation question. Okay. Uh, Pillsbury Doughboy appropriating Brady or Brady appropriating the Pillsbury First Doughboy? First off, Brady is not a culture. <laughs> Despite Brady, what it may sound Brady's like. Brady's a lifestyle. Brady's not a culture. You can appropriate a lifestyle. You can't appropriate a culture. Now, if you want to be more like Brady, like be like Mike, by all means, there's, oh. your, there's your role model, the Pillsbury Doughboy. John, can I close your dream catcher argument? Yes. Gabby Petito had a dream catcher <laughs> in her van. <laughs> well, it didn't say anything about stopping real stuff. She just wasn't going to dream about it. Uh, this guy says, I like this one. John, is this bad, Brett? No, no okay, I don't think so. Native American here. I don't care if Whitey wants to dress native. Uh, we'll sell jewelry and other native merchandise to the public. So those native who cry, weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> signed by and i don't know if i'm saying this right because it's such an authentic indian name mike dawson got to hey michael dawson <laughs> i don't know if i get one of them names go f- yourself mike. and i live in my car where the hell else am i supposed to put my dream catcher <laughs> that's true if you're living in your car <laughs> thanks for uh emailing and texting in though because you still got the interweb somehow 
Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there? Uh, well, we already know what's on it, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the song is brought to you guys That's by right. our buddies over at Action Ride Shop. Josh and the boys, you want to hit the you want to hit the uh, trails this weekend because tomorrow it's supposed to be like in the seventies. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what I hear. Like high seventies. So uh, if you got that bike, you needed some repairs done on, some service, some maintenance, they'll take care of your best wrenches in town. Or if you need to pick up a new bike, they got all the best. Pivot, uh, Rocky Mountain, Santa Cruz, Ibis, Kona, and they got all the gear to get you out on the trail the right way. So check them out, actionrideshop.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. And uh, your buddy wanted to hear some Deftones because yeah, they're going to be in town on Saturday night. So yeah, A little concert second yeah. rock as we're talking about U-Fest all day Sunday. Saturday, you got Deftones. Or, it's a, it's yeah. a good weekend for music if you guys want to have some fun. And Deftones is, uh, you know, I, I never, ever, ever, ever will associate them with anything more than Peter Steele saying, Bring me Deftones. <laughs> when he wanted to kick the living bejesus out of him for ruining that festival back in the mid-90s. Take me to Deftones. <laughs> and then he just beat the living bejesus out of him at a Macayos in Glendale. Because <laughs> the Deftones ruined the whole thing and then went out and had some beers. And the Giants, that were typo negative, wanted them dead. Because they were the headliners and didn't get to play. Yeah. We fly all the way out here as vapor. To have Deftones ruin it? I don't think so. Take me to Deftones. <laughs> the poor little driver, dude. What are you talking about? I know you drive Deftones somewhere. Take me to that location now. Larry drove him over there. <laughs> yeah, probably McFeely. <laughs> you with your stupid yarn hair and your dumb contact lens eyes. Take me to Deftones. Well, he told me not to bring you guys over to Deftones. I don't care what Deftones said. The typo negative says, take me to Deftones. You take him to Deftones. <laughs> and they beat the, throw the down. living <laughs> out of the out of the whole band. Ah, there they are. Hello, Deftones. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. Oh, no, indeed. <laughs> typo. Get the heck. <laughs> They can fly! <laughs> we are typo negative. You are Deftones. You stand no chance in this argument. We're sorry. Shut up and drive. Has anybody got a wooden stake around here? <laughs> it will do you no good. I am from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, they, they wanted to fight Deftones. So every time I see Deftones in my head, that's all I hear. And that is word for word. <laughs> Take me to Deftones. <laughs> this guy was from New Jersey. That's enough of this nonsense. Uh, enough carrot, more stick. Take me to Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> so that was around the time this song was uh, popular. Yeah. 90, it was like 97 when that whole, it's yeah. 98. When the typo beat the living piss out of Deftones right here in our city. You can Google it. Deftones ruined a thing. And, then, and people don't realize the typo negative. I didn't realize how popular they were. Yeah. That they were headlining that giant festival. They were huge and physically huge. One of the largest <laughs> bands you'll ever run into. Do not piss <laughs> off the remaining members of Typo Negative. You made the list. The last <laughs> thing you want to hear, and you won't anymore, is take me to Brady. <laughs> You're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, it's Deftones. Bored. This is a good one, though. And they're here Saturday, and hopefully they don't cause a ruckus. And get whipped at the Mikhail's again. Dude, you got 20 minutes. Steel's <laughs> on his way. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember this stage. Uh, I got some uh, triggers here, PTSD. Anyway, I love that story because it's true and it's hilarious. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.